What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Still can't believe they beat us last year. I'm Mike. Tommy's not here. That's Kevin. Hey, hey. Welcome to the Quiet Tech Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back after a lengthy delay. Uh, Tommy was supposed to be here and then bailed right at the last minute. So we were actually going to have someone, uh, I guess us all three together at the same time for first time in a long time, but uh, just wasn't in the cards. Got busy with work or something. Yeah. I mean, a little word of advice. Like this isn't work. <laughs> A little word of advice to, uh, to all those aspiring Mighty Ducks podcasters out there. Uh, make sure you and your co-hosts do not become too successful. I think that's really hurt us. I think Tommy has really been bogged down by work. Uh, me, to a certain extent as well. I don't have as much time to prepare. Kevin, making so much money, he's flying all these places, <laughs> missing weeks at a time. So really, if you're going to do this... Uh, just really, you, you have to commit to a lifestyle of just uh, middling to no success elsewhere. So, just a little, a little behind the scenes for you. But I guess we can move on. Uh, we will make do with what we have here. So let's make do with one of my favorite features, and that's uh, making fun of Kevin's investments. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Kevin invested three hundred dollars worth of Kin Token. In uh, December 2016, so we're coming up on three years here of uh, Kin Token investment. It's gone way down. Was that like a dollar? Rebounded to I believe like eight or nine dollars last time we checked in. Kevin, do we have an update? Uh, yeah. So Bitcoin has been like up and down, and mm-hmm. uh, that has had like zero impact on this. It's at uh, <laughs> it's at two dollars and twenty four cents. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not looking good. And yeah, it it is. It has seemed like it's the last week or two. Uh, there have been a lot of like Twitter alerts that I keep getting, like because they're posting a lot. So, but I haven't really been following it. I don't really know what they're doing. Okay, yeah, just probably trying to get the legal disclaimers out after getting sued by the. SEC. No, that's still ongoing. So I don't know what the deal with that is. Okay, that'll probably well, take quite a while. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a. Kevin will keep us in the loop for sure. All right, let's uh, let's move on. To the topic at hand here. Um, topic, if you remember last Halloween, we unveiled our 90s horror movie, Duck Hunter, uh, that introduced you to McKill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think any horror movie with that's moderately successful has a run of sequels that just aren't quite as good. So I feel like now is our time to really shine with a mediocre effort for the sequel to Duck Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to recap, before we get into uh, Duck Hunter 2, or I guess we could we could change the name even if we wanted to. Um, so the ducks went to a campground, um, and this was the soul's untimely death, or so we thought, where he was frozen under the lake. He gets havoc on... The Ducks kills many people, including Don Tibbles. Um, I guess 
Bombay and McKay went to get help, got into a car accident, were knocked out, but they came back at the end, so they're still alive. But other than those people, these are the, the ducks that are still alive here. We have Mendoza, who ended up running away from McKill and then running all the way to the next town to get the cops. Uh, it's real fast. Yeah. We have Averman. We have Julie. We have Conway. We have Banks, who uh, delivered the final blow and, and drowned McKill, or so we thought. Uh, we have Fulton, who really was the hero and sort of set up the final battle. And we have Jesse. And right where we left off, so as I said, Banks, Fulton, they all sort of fought McKill, got him under, or got him in the lake, drowned him, and then the ice froze over again. And our final sort of shot was the ice cracking again. So that's where we have to go. That's just good theater right there. I know. I know. It was one of our it was one of our better uh spin-offs as I said on the pod way back then. If you haven't listened to the first one, I I would recommend it. I feel like uh that was uh, we were really in the zone that time. So Tommy's going to be mad that he's not here for this, but um in uh in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, um there's like a parody or there's a scene where they're like on set for the sequel to Goodwill Hunting, which is hilarious, uh-huh. uh, and it's called Hunting Season. So I think that'd be a good like subtitle for this oh. one, you know? like Duck Hunter Hunting Season or something like that. You yeah. Know? Okay. Duck Hunter Hunt. Duck Hunter Two Hunting, hunting Season. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I don't know if they necessarily have to go back to the camp. Oh. Like he could get out and then like find them. Like maybe they're like having like they've agreed to all get together on that day to like honor the fallen. Mm. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe there's somewhere in Minneapolis or, or they go, I don't know wh- who in their right mind would go to another camp after having <laughs> experienced this. Yeah. But people they're like, I don't know if you've seen that like Geico commercial right now where it's like people in horror movies just make bad decisions. Yeah. And they're like running to the chainsaws and stuff. Um, so maybe they do. I I don't know, but I I feel like it'd be a tough sell to get them back to the camp. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, like a one year anor- or a multi year anniversary or something. Um, Un- unless there was something where like I don't know, like a wealthy person in in Minneapolis, like you know, who's a big fan of the Ducks, like agreed to like tear that all down and like build something else to like, oh. and they were like invited to the opening. Um, yeah. Maybe it's like a theme park, like they put a theme park there <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking like Eden Hall campus or something out in the woods. Um, I kind of like the notion, though, that McKill goes to the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so he pops out and goes to the city. Again, we have... Uh, and like, and it makes more sense because he's like going to hunt. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like he's like going season. to them. Yeah, so I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so we have these, we have seven ducks and then I guess adding two more with Bombay and McCain. We said they would play a bigger role in the sequel in the first one, actually. So, uh, so McKill pops out of the ice. Okay. Quick, quick just housekeeping things. Uh-huh. How old are they at this point? So, I mean, I guess if we want to follow the ducks, it would be like two years later. We pop them in right when they were like d1 age okay in the camp okay so, so we can't so they can't be like meeting up at a bar or something like that like i mean i think we could uh we could take some liberties here so yeah maybe it's like 10 years later 10 years later yeah i like that um 
it'd be hard to have a sequel like that. But anyway, we'll we'll suspend belief for a minute, um, or disbelief for a minute. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I think it makes sense that they're all like a, maybe it's like the ten year anniversary yeah. of all the their deaths, and maybe they've like moved to other places in the country and they're coming home for like I like that this like you know remembrance, um, you know, kind of like not not so much like a tearful thing anymore. But it, I mean, you know, it's like you know, they're, they're all coming back together to, like, remember everybody. Yeah, and there was a ceremony, and then they go out to the bar later. Yeah. And then... Um, I don't even think it has to be, like, a ceremony. Like, they just, like, all agreed to meet at this place in 10 years or something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe at, like, the pond where they were, like, D5 or yeah. something. You know, something. Just there's some sort of memorial. Yeah. And they're back. Um. I do like so that like yeah I think we like sort of open with that and we sort of set the scene and then we can have some we can have whoever is speaking sort of recap for the the audience coming in again so we open with that and then I I do like them going out later um after this and maybe interspersed before then we see sort of McKill pop up out of the ice again and just start walking into the darkness. Um, so then they're at the bar and I, well, I, hang on before that. Like, okay. I, I think there are a lot of opportunities for like, I don't know, say, uh, I don't know, Charlie moved to LA or something uh-huh. and he's like flying home. And then like, as he's like walking to, and like getting a cab at the airport, like you kind of like tease to like, do you see McKill somewhere oh, or something like that? Yeah. Like stalking him, you know? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So you see, that's good. That yeah. So Charlie, Charlie has gone, uh, probably to be on the Junior Goodwill game staff or something in L.A. Yeah, he there we fl- go. He flies back, um, and yeah, at the airport, like in a bush or or across the street or something, you see McKill and and Charlie maybe like turns to look and McKill's gone. Like he's he like thought he saw something and they get together. Yeah. So um, so we have. As I said, seven of them. We have uh, Mendoza, who's probably uh, from. Do you think he goes back to Miami? Yeah, sure. I I think most of them, if they're not from many, they leave because they like don't want to. You know, it's like too too hard. It's yeah. too painful to stay there. Yeah. So we have Mendoza. The seven left again. Mendoza, Averman, Julie, Conway, Banks, Fulton, Jesse. And then Bombay and McKay. So, yeah. So, we have sort of, like, the the clip of them all coming together. Uh, sort of the montage. And, and is this, like, an It thing or an It 2 thing where they all sort of have their own, not necessarily run-ins like it was an It 2, but, like, they all, like... McKill is watching every single one of them as they come in or they're around. So I was just thinking maybe he gets to somebody first before they make it back. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he sees like the, you know, like, I don't know if there would be like an invitation, but like in their like planners, because like maybe he was planning to like track them all yeah. down. But now he's like, oh, they're all going to be in one spot. And so maybe he like takes that person's car or yeah. whatever. Um, like someone's in New York or something and he like goes and gets them, kills them, finds out that they're all going to be back in Minneapolis. And then he like shows up, you know, as that person would show up. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so we got to reorder a little bit. So like right from the start, we see McKill pop out lights, go into the darkness. And then, uh, 
out of those seven, or or I, mean, I guess or Bombay or McKay, I mean, who should he go after? Maybe Mendoza. Maybe he goes yeah. to Miami. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Mendoza really. Uh, I guess Mendoza really doesn't play much of a factor in the first one, so he he's not like as central. Not as I central. guess. Yes, because I think it would be someone like that. It wouldn't be like Charlie or. Yeah, Charlie. yeah. Mendoza's. Yeah, that's good. So he, McKill somehow finagles his way all the way to Miami. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it'd have to be. I guess, I think. So we're gonna have to introduce some new characters because it's a sequel. So, uh, maybe I mean, maybe it's gotta be a Minnesota guy. So you have Averman, Conway, Banks, Fulton, Jesse. Um. Well, so like. Portman could be in this one, right? Portman's dead. We oh, killed him dead. in the first one. This <laughs> oh, is so everyone we didn't okay, kill. I can yeah. Okay. This is everyone we didn't kill. Okay. And that's from all the movies. Correct. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, if you want a shocker, I think you take out either Fulton or Banks. Well, Fulton would make the most sense since he's the one that killed him. Well, killed him. Yeah. Well, Banks delivered the final blow. But didn't Fulton drown him? Well, so in our in our recap, so Fulton sort of like created the plan and set everything up, and then in our recap of the first one, Banks came in, delivered the final blow, and said he had the, like the line like "I'm just doing my job." So Banks really had the final one. So, so we, I, okay, so maybe he goes after Banks like as like a revenge thing. Yeah, I I mean I'm fine with Banks going early. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think that's good. So yeah, and then he sees the invite and knows where to go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so Banks is dead, um, and yeah, they come, they go to a pond. To uh, I, I, I kind of like, like a memorial. The... I kind of like, yeah, maybe they do that and then they go to the bar or yeah. something. And then, like, people just start disappearing, like, going yeah. to the bathroom and then, like, not coming back or something like that. Like, So, yeah, so you have the f- first scene where you see Mikhail go. He leaves in the darkness and then you we cut to Banks and he's in his house. Mikhail eventually murders him ruthlessly. Um, and then he sees the invite... We cut, we have the memorial where Bombay is talking, gives a recap for everybody, for the, the viewers and the people that are there. And then they go to the bar. Yeah, sure. Okay, I like that. So then you have, I would say, you ha- do you have someone sort of like leave early and is like the classic going to his car and then he yeah or maybe like out for a smoke or something yeah something like that okay so or takes a call from their wife or you know yeah something like that so I mean do you have do you have anybody in mind there uh okay so we're down to six from the six of the originals at least. and maybe this is a new character too like maybe this is just like maybe this is like somebody's what nah, that wouldn't really make sense. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could just be like a like some chick at the bar or something that was like hitting on Mendoza, or Mendoza was trying to flirt with, and then she goes outside. And yeah. She never okay. Comes yeah. Back. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. that's a that's pretty early to kill another central character. That's true. We have the shock factor of Banks. All right. So we still like there's still no signs of 
McKill, according to these six. They just think Banks didn't make it. Mendoza thinks this girl ditched him. Uh, I think we need to get... And maybe he got, like, Banks' phone and was like, oh, like, I'm not going to be able to make it. Or, or, yeah, I mean? Something yeah, like texted, yeah. So, that's a good point. So, is McKill individually like hunting these people down or are we going to trap the six of them in some sort of way too well i think he's killing them one by one and eventually it'll get to a point where it's like they're all in yeah you know what i mean they all communicate i think he starts like picking them off one by one and then it's like yeah where is everybody like what's happening okay somebody like spots like a pool of blood in the corner or something yeah no that's good yeah body is stuffed in a in a like a maintenance closet or something. So who is Banks's best, like close? Who's closest to Banks at this point? Closest uh, to Banks. Yeah. Um, Charlie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I feel like Charlie doesn't hear from Banks for a while. Goes to his house, notices something's up, um, and then is like convinced. Oh, McKill's back and. He calls everybody and and they don't believe him. They're like, no. And then he's like be- driving to go warn them like in person, and the, and he like it's like either an accident or like a staged like, yeah. accident. Um, like he cuts the brakes in Charlie's car or something. Yeah, that's and he good. gets in like a really bad crash. He doesn't die, but McKill caused it. That's good. And he's like he's on the phone with Bombay at the time. And yeah, so he gets in this accident, and then Bombay comes, and and then Bombay calls McKay, and she like doesn't want to revisit it. Um, but maybe she does, or should we leave her out? Is she just like I'm done with this, and then maybe she comes back at the end, or does she join the the festivities early on? I th- I think she joins. Okay. I th- maybe like wait in this scenario, is Jan still around? Is he alive somewhere? I don't. He could be. Yeah, so maybe he shows up late. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Bombay calls Charlie and then convinces McKay to come, and then they have to convince the rest of the crew to get back together. Wait, what do you mean? So, like, so Charlie's calling all these people, and I guess Bombay could call and say, hey, it's real. I was going to say, Charlie's calling all these people, and they don't believe him. And then Bombay finally believes him because he's on the phone when he gets into a crash. Hey, how about that? He, uh, this is gonna kind of go back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with like the cell phone thing. Like maybe he doesn't. Ha- he leaves his cell phone at home or something, mm. so he can't warn them. So he's driving. He's like racing to the bar oh. to warn them, and then he gets in the wreck. Yeah, maybe something like that. So he's in the wreck, and then he he just stumbles to Hans's sports shop or something. Like how how does he communicate after he gets in the wreck, or does he just die? I, well, no, I don't think he dies, but he's like you know he like gets taken to the hospital or whatever, okay. or he's like deep, you know lifeless in his car, and yeah. then he like comes to, yeah, and then he has to like fig, like race to get there on foot or whatever. I just think that adds some some drama. Yeah. Okay. So he gets in an accident, and then he comes to and runs. Either runs or come, yeah, he comes to in the hospital or in his car. Um, and I then think, he runs or flags a car down. Like maybe it's like kind of like out in the middle of like yeah nowhere. So where is he going at this point? After the wreck? Yeah. 
Well, he he needs to get to the bar still to warn them. Oh, they're still at the bar. Yeah. Okay. He's like unconscious for like an hour or something, you know. Okay. All the while, McKill is like heading to like he had just killed Banks or something. Like yeah. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Charlie, I like this. Then I was thinking this was like days later that he went mm-hmm. to. He left after the, the. I mean, I guess it could work that way too, but no, I like yours better. So he left after the ceremony. He's like, I'm gonna check on Banks. Like, I can't believe he missed this. Banks is dead. He's trying to race to the bar. Breaks are cut. Maybe, maybe it's the shot where like he looks up and in the headlights is McKill. Yes, and then, I love that. And yeah. He swerves. And yeah, he swerves, and then he gets in a wreck. Yeah, now he's on the run. Okay. Does he make it to the bar? I think I think he is like the hero at the end. Like he comes, like everybody thinks he's like dead, mm-hmm. or you think as the viewer you think he's dead. Okay, and then but at the last second, like he comes in and shoots Mikhail or something, whatever. Okay, so so yeah, so Charlie is out of commission for a while, and then Mikhail is still plotting towards this bar. Yes, and then. He makes it in, and, and well, I think down. then I think yeah, that is when people start like disappearing at the bar. Like, oh okay, you know he he kills the, whoever outside, and then you know like just one yeah. by one starts picking them off. I see, and uh, then like they... in the bathroom he gets somebody. Um, I like this. This is a lot of murder. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so then you start realize like they they start realizing the the patrons in the bar dwindling, and maybe yeah. The like bar, one of the bartenders goes out to throw out the trash, and yeah. he gets uh, stabbed or whatever uh, with a hockey stick, a sharp hockey stick. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I like this. So they, yeah, they're not paying attention. Yeah, they're reveling about the good times. They're a little drunk. Yeah, you know. and then does he pop in? Like, is there like a big like moment where he bursts in? Or- well, yeah, I think that's I, – I think it'll have – like they see like blood like start to like drip out of a door or something. And then uh-huh. they're like, oh, oh sh-, and then they're like leaving and he's like standing in the doorway or something. Oh, nice. And then they all like kind of like – then it's the, you know, the big scene. Okay. That's know? like their first yeah. fight with him. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody die in this fight? I think mm, no, no. How about no? Maybe somebody gets like slashed or something. Oh yeah, like someone's like they're, so they're having to like yeah. carry him around or like their leg. Yeah, slices okay. somebody's hamstring. Yeah, but and then they like escape out the back door or something like that. And now they know McKill's on the case. Yeah. I like this. I like this because now they can call in reinforcements, and maybe, maybe there's uh who they call? Would they call like a hawk? Would they call like Larson? I can't remember Ooh, if we maybe. killed Larson in yeah, the first one. <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel like teaming up with the Hawks or somebody like that, or just, maybe like like Riley. Yeah. Oh, comes comes like to the rescue at yeah, some point. Like I like this. Like he's maybe he like owns a bar or another place like down the street or something. They run to his place. Yeah. So like, they, he he owns a hotel. How about that? Okay. He runs a hotel. He doesn't have that one. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, he's just like a, a manager like a, a small boutique hotel okay. or something. Okay. And so they like run in there, and he's like, you know, he has a shotgun or something. Yeah, he knows. Like he knows exactly what happened because he built. He essentially built McKill, so he he was like responsible for it. So he feels guilty, and he knows the weak spots. 
So then we get like uh we get like a a chalkboard session where Jack Riley basically lays out like why you can't just drown McKill and we explain why McKill is not dead. <laughs> uh, Although I don't know, they never really do that in any other movie, do they? Like No, but I'm trying learn to why Jason never actually dies. I'm trying to close some plot holes here <laughs> that are common plot holes. <laughs> You know, I'm uh, trying to be responsible. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be like, oh, that like my I can't remember who we talked to. I think it was maybe it was Brill when we were asking him questions. He's like, at a certain point, you have to think that it's just a movie, and I was I did not accept that answer. Like everything has to be spoken for. So okay, so Riley gives a like a chalk talk on like, okay, this is how. He can truly die, or how I, Riley thinks he can truly die. And I, I think in this, like, in this, uh, I don't know if scene is the right word, but um, mm-hmm. in this part of the movie, there's a lot of opportunity for, like, Riley to, like, explain, like, what happened, like, how he oh, became what he is. Yeah, yeah, we could have some flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's like they're, like, waiting for him or whatever, and he's, you know, they're just kind of killing yeah. time. I like this. So, yeah, we get a little origin story of Mikhail. This yeah. is great. Um, I don't I don't know what that origin would be, <laughs> other than he was uh yeah. So Riley talks like, about maybe Riley like cut him or something, and then like I don't know went down. A yeah, I mean, path. do we have to explain like how he's? I guess I'm trying to close potholes, so we have to explain how he's superhuman or something. Maybe he was like he was so angry they lost to the Ducks or or something like that, where he started taking like experimental steroids. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and he's basically uh immortal but it like robbed him of all his humanity so yeah so we get a bunch of flashbacks that show mckill going through that yeah and then yeah so we go uh and then yeah i mean that will take up a significant chunk i feel like this this is good and so then we flash back and they're all like geared up and waiting for mckill well not necessarily geared up and waiting but they're like hiding because okay. they know he's coming for them, you know. So yeah. they like boarded up the door, and perfect. So I, so I think now you have like an opportunity to like, you know, they hear something upstairs, yeah, and then like somebody goes to check, and they they don't come back, like stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, so so they so they yeah, Riley gives this pep talk, and then there's like silence for like five seconds, and then you hear something, and everyone like turns. Or a light turns off or something. Or yeah. the lights go out. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's good. And then, so they all start hiding. And then I feel like an adult, whether it's Riley. Or... I mean, they're all adults at this point. Oh, that's true. I mean, young adults, but yeah. Yeah. So who goes out? Who goes out like, I, who to makes investigate? the. Who, yeah. So who's still left at this point? So we have um, Riley. We added to the mix. We have Bombay McKay. We have Mendoza, we have Averman, we have Julie the Cat, we have Conway, we have Fulton, and we have... Well, Conway is sort of incapacitated. He doesn't make it. So we have Mendoza, Averman, Julie, Fulton, and Jesse. I feel like this would be a good time for Mendoza to die. Like, he goes to, like, he goes upstairs to, like, or maybe two of them go. Um, Mm. So maybe you lose two here. Or one like runs back, yeah. One and escapes and yeah. like can't save the other, yeah. So, uh, Mendoza and Julie, Mendoza and Fulton, yeah, I, uh, yeah, maybe that. 
all right. So, and Mendoza's like, I'll go ahead. I'm faster or whatever. And then. <laughs> faster. Yeah. <laughs> he runs up the stairs or he like opens the or door. Maybe they split. Like there's a hallway. Oh. One goes this way. One oh, goes this way. yeah. For sure. And then we just see uh, Mendoza looking around and then he gets grabbed out of the hallway. Yeah. And then Fulton's like. Like pulled into a room. Yeah. And then Fulton's like, oh. Uh, he must have gone back downstairs. Yeah, he like looks around. Louise, Louise, and then, or maybe he just goes downstairs and he, he like thought he had come back downstairs and he's like, "Where's Louise?" Oh, like, yeah, we thought he was with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they hear like gargling yeah. or something upstairs. <laughs> yeah, and they know, and then yeah. we cut and prove that Louise is actually dead. Yeah. All right, so that's good. So now, now McKill is in this hotel. Uh, the ducks are hiding. In, I guess, the manager's office or something? I'm thinking of, yeah, like the manager, like the off the front desk lobby area. Yeah. Like maybe there's a kitchen. Uh-huh. You know, there's always got to be a kitchen. Um, You know, maybe they do grab like knives out of there, uh, some pots yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And uh, but I, I definitely think we need to get to a point where uh, like there people are like, Maybe not dead, but like knocked out, and like like at least like McKill thinks they're dead. Oh, you know, okay. like yeah, like somebody gets hit over the head or something falls down on somebody, and they're like knocked out. Because like we need to start whittling it down so it's like almost like a one on one situation. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so okay, so they're they're sort of hiding. Yeah, maybe maybe. So they come out, McKill kills Luis, and then is, is coming down the stairs? Sure. All and right. So maybe they they go to hide. Yeah. So they're like kind of scattered around. Oh, yeah. So they, they were in the lobby. Fulton came down and said, where's Luis? And they said, we thought yeah. it was with you. And then they hear they the hear steps yeah, coming yeah. down, and everyone freaks out. Yeah. And now McKill. So like someone's in a closet, someone's in the kitchen yeah. under the under the table, Jurassic Park style. Yeah, um, for sure. And then I I feel like and and maybe like the person that went in the closet, like they're like locked in the closet. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, they and they're yeah. like freaking out. Like so yeah. that'll like remove somebody without having to kill them. Yeah. Um so we'll say Julie goes in the closet. Sure. Gets stuck. Yeah. Um into the kitchen, or maybe McKay goes in the closet. Yeah, maybe B- Bombay and McKay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Bombay and McKay, yeah, and they don't realize it like locks from the outside or whatever. Yeah. So. All right, so they're stuck in the closet. So now we just have Averman, Julie, Fulton, and Jesse. Um, so I like one of them going in the kitchen, and we have a Jurassic Park style sort yeah. of like scene through. Um, maybe Jesse. Uh, or do we want to add another person on here? Well, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like maybe there are like two or three of them in there, and yeah. like it, then you get like a fight. Yeah, exactly. And then, so like he like throws somebody across the room, and they get knocked out. Yeah, and then and then Jesse, like, Jesse gets thrown across yeah. the room and knocked out. So yeah, so the, all three of them are hiding, and like, like somebody like, drops like, like a spoon or something. Yeah, Averman yeah. drops like a, yes, his knife or something, Averman. and Mikhail just grabs him and chucks him. Yeah, yeah. Across, and then Jesse gets up and starts like throwing pots and pans or something yeah. at Mikhail, and he's just batting him away yeah. and walking, and and like you, maybe he kills Jesse there. 
Okay. Yeah. And then and then. So wait, is and, Fulton in the room or no? Yes. So Fulton is in the room, and then so right after he like kills Jesse, Fulton connects with like a cast iron pan or something, and like knocks him out, and then they all run. Uh huh. And then they like return at some point, and and McKill isn't there anymore. Oh you know, yeah, like they think he's like out for the count, but he's like you know because that shit happens all the time. Where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we've killed him. No, we haven't. Yeah, but the, they know this time. They're like, no, he's gonna come back. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but they're just like trying to get away. Yeah. And then so there are two left, and then Bombay and McKay are locked in the closet. Um. Yeah. So Averman's incapacitated. Averman, yeah. 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 Um. But I think we need to get to the point where it's like down to like him and Fulton, and he's like about to kill Fulton and then like Charlie comes to the rescue. Okay. So I mean these incapacitated like is Averman dead then? Should we just kill Averman? Sure. Yeah, he just throws him like through a wall or something. Well, well I, I, he doesn't even have to be dead, but he's out. Like he's not coming back in this he's not going to help anymore. In like this, maybe the, he okay, like they after, like wheel him out like yeah, again, end. did you ever see Scream? Yeah. Like where Dewey gets like stabbed in the back uh-huh. and you're like, oh, he's dead, but he wasn't really dead. Okay, he was yeah. just like obviously like bleeding on the ground. But... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like just at the end, we see Averman is like, yeah, the paramedics. Yeah. To him. All right. So Bombay McKay stuck in the closet. Uh, Averman incapacitated Conway incapacitated a long time ago. Everyone else but Julian Fulton are dead. So Fulton connects with a pan says he's out yells he's out julie comes running from wherever she was hiding uh oh we have riley as well i feel like he gets killed somewhere before or during so yeah so he comes to jesse and like maybe he gets like killed too like he like like doubles well i maybe so like fulton and julie and and riley's like oh go out here this is like the quickest way but then he has to like sacrifice yeah. himself yeah yeah i like that and he gets just uh mutilated yeah okay so fulton and julie are they on the run are they outside at this point or are they still sort th- of in the hotel maybe there's like a basement yeah like where okay. they're stuck like somewhere they can't get out of yeah you know what i mean yeah so they're in the basement and and then obviously you have like the suspense of like again McKill's yeah. walking around yeah. and you hear the the footsteps and whatnot. And then they gotta they gotta come up with some sort of plan about yeah. how to kill McKill and his one weakness. Or I mean, or this could be like the that maybe he like is about to kill both of them and then that's when Charlie comes. Yeah. So okay. I like that. So that this is like, like the big them. fight. Yeah, he yeah. corners them. This is the big fight. How so Charlie wakes up and then I like this. He's got to figure out where to go. So yeah. he, does he go to the bar first and see like yeah. everyone's yeah, dead? Yeah, yeah. And then he's Yeah, like, like all all the while this is happening like it's like cutting to Charlie. Yeah. Like maybe like wherever checking up on his progress on his journey, you know? Yeah. What I mean? So then he's yeah, so he's like Figure and then so he yeah so they he goes to the bar sees everyone's dead and he's like where would they go where would they go because he realizes that no like their bodies aren't there yeah um and the cops are there maybe and they're starting to, like take statements so he runs out of that scene and then he I mean he's grown up in Minnesota his whole life he knows about this hotel maybe he knows Riley yeah works there at this point and he's that's what he figures out. 
So, yeah, so then he comes in, sort of surveys the scene again, and eventually he's maybe, like... Maybe he finds, like, a gun in a drawer or something, like... Yeah. You know, like, he, like, checks, like, behind the desk and, like, sees, like, or Riley maybe left a shotgun there or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Riley's got a shotgun. It's, like, it's not a great hotel. It's not, like, a yeah. super seedy, but it's not great, so he's got a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, he finds that, you know, does a little pump action thing and comes down and starts searching. Um, and then he, I guess he eventually hears a scream. He hears like... Yeah, maybe something like that. Julie scream. So he comes down the basement, finds them in their fight and just starts firing. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So is he, he's hitting McKill in the back. Yeah. And McKill... And it obviously is going to take a lot to kill yeah or whatever you want to call it mckill so so yeah so he just keeps firing yeah and then and maybe and maybe at some point like mckill gets up to him and like knocks him across the room and he drops the gun and then he's like going to go kill charlie and and someone else picks the gun yeah. and finishes finishes the job yeah air quotes. i like that so does julie do julie and fulton both survivors one of them die at this point? i think they all survive okay so julie and fulton yeah so he gets he gets or Charlie gets the gun knocked out of him, and then maybe Julie picks it up and has heard the talk from Jack Riley about where to hit him or something like that. So he hits him in the nuts or whatever. I don't know <laughs> where where would it be. I guess the heart. Or is he's wearing a mask, right? I don't remember. Sure. <laughs> maybe it's in like under the, like under the the mask part or like between like I'm yeah. assuming he's like in a jersey too, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like maybe like, it's like between like the back and the helmet. Okay. Like, like the back of the neck or something. Yeah. yeah. He so Julie hits him, he collapses, they all survive another day. Yeah. Um yeah, so they get and, then, and so and then they all get out and in the kitchen melee, like uh the gas had been left on or something. So they all like like they gather up and then mm-hmm. they find like Bombay and whatever and they they're like oh shit a fire is like started and so they have to get out of there oh and then and then you can have like the building burn to the ground and then you can like him like not be dead oh, you know, they yeah. assume he's dead they're like no That's way you can survive this yeah there's no way you can survive this so yeah so we get Charlie Fulton Julie we get Bombay and McKay out of the closet <laughs> again they just are secondary pieces but that's fine um. Averman we killed. Uh, Je- uh, Luis we killed. Luis we killed. I believe that's it. Or no, then, Averman we... I said we could have just killed Averman, but you said that he would uh, He would be at the end. Yeah, so. I think he gets like... Yeah, real, so, well, although that kind of ruins the... Maybe they like drag him out. Yeah, they yeah, drag him. Sure. They realize... Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And that's when they see the fire. Like, yeah. The, the, yeah. They, like, Maybe it's not a gas leak because that would like blow up. Maybe it's like literally just a fire is, yeah. has started somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. something's happened in the kitchen where the yeah. fire like has started. The burners yeah. catch something at, in the melee. Yeah. So, yeah. So then they, they drag him out and then there's like some more tenseness of like, oh, they got to get out. Yeah. So and they, they, and there's like a scene of them like watching the fire, like watching yeah. it burn to the ground, and like ending, you know, quote unquote, ending this whole ordeal. Yeah, and then they like turn around and they walk it away, walk away, and they walk out of frame, and then you just see McKill like come out the door, 
or even just like even like something that maybe might maybe was yeah. it. it's yeah, it's got to be pretty subtle. subtle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Or even just like afterward, like the next day, and like the the rubble like moves. Yeah, or something. Yeah, you know. That's but that's good. it. Yeah. So they walk away, and then it time lapses to the morning, and then we just see the rubble move yeah. a little bit, and then scene. Or at this point, it could be like already like six a.m. So the sun is like coming up. So oh, that's like, true. Yeah. yeah, it was all, all night thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Perfect. There's you know, McKill two. Was it? What was the tagline or the second? It's the... Uh, hunting. It's hunting or yeah, hunting season or it's hunting something. Yeah, the d- duck hunter two. It's hunting season. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. We'll be back next year for <laughs> another one. Right now, let's take a short break and then we'll head to trivia. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back, finally, with our second trivia matchup. It's been a long time, but I guess it's been a long time since we've been on the pod, so kind of worked out well that our competitors could not uh, find the time when we couldn't find the time, but they're here now, and I'm excited. Chance to go to the trivia triathlon finals, so we have uh, Jeremiah and Danny on the line here. Uh, Jeremiah... The number four seed, the highest seed on the side of the bracket. Uh, Jeremiah, thanks for being here. Pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem, no problem. Now, Jeremiah won the debate about whether Gordon Mbappe would have made the NHL had he not gotten injured. Uh, he's from Ypsilanti, went to uh, Michigan, just like me. Works in marketing for an auto supplier. Supplier. Uh, his Twitter, Hershey, Hershey with A underscore B. Because his last name is Bershey. Learned that one last time. <laughs> um, any other fun facts we need to give about about your last name here? Um, not about the last name. I did um, take a screenwriting class um, that was visited by Jim Bernstein, the writer of uh, D3. So, oh, wow. Uh, I've, I've talked with him on occasion. Yeah. He was like a, I don't know if yeah. he's still there, but he was like a professor at Michigan for a while. Um but yeah. Yeah. Did he have anything interesting to say? Um not about not about the ducks. No, he kind of downplayed his role in that as I think he did on the pod. Um I did pitch him that fantasy show I mentioned last time and uh he he said it sounded to him more like the story of, of Joseph. Um and that was his only comment. I didn't know what to do with it. But, uh, he's uh He's the head of the department, so I, I took that as I, I worked that in somehow. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of awkward, but all right. Well, um, yeah. yeah, we liked it, so keep going with it. Um, on the other side of this matchup, really the Cinderella story, the number 16, uh, Danny. Danny, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, he uh, won the debate over whether putting Julie the Cat in cold 
was the right move in the last round. Um, deleted his Twitter after he got a job for the DA. Uh, he put people away for 60 days. Matt Doherty was very... Uh, I, I listened to that one. I, yeah. I wasn't a part of that episode, but I did listen to it. Yeah, Matt Doherty was very... Uh, amused by the longest time that you've put anyone away for 60 is for 60 days. Uh, has that changed at all? That has not changed at all. Um, potentially will soon. I have a few trials coming up, including a few DWIs that I have some, uh, pretty good statements. Nothing quite like a whittle noisy though. <laughs> nice. Obviously I'm, I'm assuming you can't talk about these trials on the air. No. Yeah. Okay. So like, what's the max you could give out in a in a hypothetical situation very similar to these trials coming up? So right now I'm handling misdemeanors only, uh, maximum being a year in jail. Okay. So we're we're working upwards from uh from sixty exactly. days. I like that. It's kind of like the ducks, you know, starting in D five and then kind of working their way into the ducks. You know, he's kind of working his way there. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Danny, uh, you are also a very busy guy. You cannot record the last two weeks, I believe. What was uh, going on in your life? Just a work schedule that uh, didn't let me uh, get some time away from my desk to record. Mm. I think one of the weeks I was available and then we uh, had to cancel, but that's been a lot of busy Mondays. Did you inform them that it was for the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast? (laughs) I did. Apparently, that doesn't have quite the power that I thought it would. If you want us to call your supervisor, (laughs) we're willing to do that. (laughs) All right. We might have to do that for the finals. All right. Yeah. If I get there. Yeah. We can write a note or something. It'll be like a doctor's note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, appreciate you guys coming on. As I said, I know everyone's busy, including us. We did screw up the one time. We were going to try to get in early and then... I think Tommy got caught at work, and now he's not even here. So, yeah. really, uh, not dedicated as he used to be. But that's <laughs> the it's the perils of being successful. He's got his priorities all messed up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're gonna go back and forth uh, between you two. Give each of you the first opportunity to answer the question. So uh, if we start with Danny, then we go to Jeremiah for the next question. If Danny gets that first question wrong. Jeremiah can come in and steal, and then he also has that second question there. So the goal is to get to four. You get four correct answers. You win the game. If it's still tied after 10, we go to a tiebreaker. If you're leading after 10, then you just win. But uh, hopefully we don't make it to a tiebreaker. If we do make it to a tiebreaker, hopefully it's much better than the last tiebreaker we went through. But uh, we will see. Um, what do they got? Five seconds, eight seconds to answer? We'll go eight seconds. Eight seconds to answer. Um, any questions here before we get started? Yeah, quick question. If the first four, if both people get their first three questions right, and then the next person gets that fourth question right, does the other person get a chance to tie it up, or is that the end of the game? Yes, they have a chance to tie. We're going to keep going until you miss. So I guess if everyone goes five for five, then we're just going. It's going to be like a a shootout to determine the World Cup. It's just going to be like a tiebreaker for it all. So um, hopefully we get there, but I'm not sure uh, based on these questions. Uh, Any other questions here? I'm all set. Perfect. I'm good. 
Perfect. All right, Jeremiah, you are the number four seed. As I mentioned, the highest seed left in the bracket. Uh, you have the option of going first or second here. Which would you like? I'll go second. Okay. So question number one is for Danny. Danny, this is coming from D2. What is the last name of the Trinidad and Tobago player who scored against the Mighty Ducks or Team USA? I'm going to guess Brown. Incorrect. Incorrect. Jeremiah, chance to steal here. Belafonte? That is correct. Wow. Wow. Coming out strong. I didn't think anybody was going to get that one. Yeah. Well done. Somebody's been studying. Yeah, Belafonte. All right, so Jeremy can take a commanding uh, 2-0 lead here with this question. Jeremy, according to Judge Weathers, how many moving violations has Gordon Bombay had in the past three years? Twelve. Boom. That is correct. Very impressive start here for Jeremiah. He's got uh, two to win. Danny, you're... You're falling behind. I, I was like when they put up the percentages, like two nothing. This team wins like eighty-seven percent of the time. So uh, that's really what you're fighting here, Danny. But um, I think you have a chance at this next one here. Uh, in D one, uh, when the team is District Five, what NHL jersey is Guy Germain wearing? Minnesota North Stars. Incorrect. Incorrect. Jeremiah. Oh. Montreal Canadian? Boom. That is correct. Wow. Jeremiah can come through with the sweep. This is uh, question number four. In D1, we see that Mr. Ducksworth eventually does get his own jersey as it is hanging in his office. What number is on Mr. Ducksworth's jersey? Can I say one? Incorrect. Danny. Double zero. Incorrect. The correct answer is number 34. I don't know why or how, but it's hanging right there for all to see. Except for, I guess, you two. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, so we're, at, we're back to Danny here. Question number five. Still 3 nothing. so Jeremiah can win it on any question here. Uh, we go all the way to D3. How did Orion's daughter end up in a wheelchair? Car accident. That is correct. Danny gets on the board. Three to one here. Jeremiah, we go to, I guess this is D2 for you. Um, In D2, what is the name of the hamburger place the Ducks meet Bombay at? I can't remember. Danny. With uh, the... I'm going to guess Big Burger. Oh, incorrect. This one is a difficult one, but it is actually a real place. It's called The Bandbox. Um, I think they might have changed the name for the film. Like They might have changed the actual name on the side, but that burger place is still around, apparently. All right, so we go back to Danny here. We go to question number seven. Danny trailing three to one. Uh Go back to D1. Who is wearing the San Jose Sharks shirt when Bombay first meets the Ducks on the pond? Averman. 
That correct. is correct. Was that a guess, or did you know that? Educated guess. Nice. Educated guess. Well done. All right. Make, mounting a comeback here. Uh, we have three questions left. Uh, number eight, sort of that same scene. On the pond, when Bombay has D5 scrimmage each other after first meeting Nate, after first meeting them, Jeremiah, what nickname does Averman call Ghani, Connie after she knocks him down? I was really struggling there. The Velvet Hammer? Ooh, that, that is, is correct. Game. Jeremiah wow. moves on to the trivia finals, the trivia triathlon. Uh, good effort. I feel like that was much better than our first round uh, and we did not have to go to a tiebreaker, which makes it, things even better. Velvet Hammer, also uh, one of my favorite local beers. So. Oh, yeah. Petty Colas, Velvet Hammer. Yeah, I don't I don't have my oh, duck call thing, but I'll add it in post. I think it's in the box here. Have the <laughs> mic on, Kevin. Uh, congratulations, Jeremy. Uh, good effort, Danny. Uh, just fell a little short. Slow start there. You're like, uh, I don't know who's notorious for slow starts. I was going to say Michigan football for a while, but then Michigan uh, beat Notre Dame. So, uh, just yeah, just couldn't come back from the hole there. But good effort. We'll um, keep an eye on your uh, lawyering career and um, search that database for DUIs just in case, you know, you want to coach a hockey team. But... Really a Cinderella run for you. Jeremiah, you uh, continue to roll through. I feel like this is like a typical, um, you know, power school maybe that had a rough regular season, ended up as a four seed when they could have been a one seed. So um, you move on to the finals, which will possibly be next week if we can get everything straightened out. But uh, congratulations to you. We will see you again for us, thequacktech.com, at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your thoughts on this whole trivia competition. And remember, ducks fly together. Quack, quack. The Quack Attack.